Welcome to the forecast. To my right, we have AP18. Alex, how are you doing? Hello, everybody. And to my left, we have DW himself. Garrett, how are you doing? Doing good. And this is the Wednesday Comics forecast, telling the comics coming up for September 12th, 2018. That is the second Wednesday in September. We start first with Image Comics. Uh, Birthright, number 31. This is Joshua Williamson and Andrea Bresson. Uh, new story arc. Who is the Mestrema? The rebellious daughter of God King Lore, or Earth Savior. Uh, Alex, it's been a while since I've said the words birthright, right? It has. It's been six months. February 21st was when issue 30 came out. And what do we think about the uh, new issue, birthright? Uh, I'm excited for it to come out. Joshua Williamson writes a great book. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to it. When I had seen this coming back, I was super excited. Um, but this six months, I have no idea what I'm getting back into. Luckily, we're getting into a new arc. I still remember the characters. Uh, so by all means, I am ready to hop back in this book. Uh, up next, we have uh, a new book here. Uh, Centri- excuse me, Cemetery Beach Number 1. This is Warren Ellis and Jason Howard from the creators of the acclaimed Trees graphic mm. novels. We are currently being adapted for te- which are currently being adapted for television. Uh, comes completely something completely different. A professional pathfinder. His only ally, a disaffected young murderess, breaks out of a torture cell in pursuit of his worst extraction scenario ever, escaping on foot across a sprawling and secret off-world colony established 100 years ago and filled with generations of lunatics. Warren Ellis and Jason Howard ignite a high-speed new action serial. Um, We were talking about this before the... uh, forecast started this is something that definitely piques my interest we have warren ellis and we have an action serial he's been doing pretty good work over there at wildstorm um we also though uh have been burned before right gary you've been burned with trees uh, i never got trees oh i think you did i got trees oh, you got it i got burned <laughs> uh and he did injection which i know for gary and i we got the first what seven eight issues but after a while it just became so slow that you're like what the hell am i reading I don't know if it was slow. It just became so there was too much, too much going on. And you didn't know anything. Do you think nobody knew anything? Garrett, I I mean, Alex, that uh, since we got a seven issue mini, he contains himself more and we'll have something that he's already completed. I don't know. My thing is that if it's anything like his six-issue run of Moon Knight a couple years ago, which was amazing, maybe it really will be a well-told-out story. He's already got the the script written out, just you know, is going to town on it. But I also don't know if I can trust that. We'll see. I just definitely so. the cover does look interesting. Like it, the design of it, the synopsis, everything looks good. It's just whether or not you're willing to roll the dice on Warren else again and. Uh, Get snake eyes or what's going on with that. So, far, I can tell you if it was yeah. Jeff Lemire, I'd be getting it. Far like I would trust that storytelling, but I can't trust this Alice. Farmhand number three. This is Rob Gillery and Rob Gillery, Taylor Wells also. Uh, Alex, how's the farmhand? Farmhand. Um, amazing. I love, love, love this book. I read the second issue earlier this week. Uh, such an interesting story. Really kind of a creepy concept. And that art is amazing. I much like I read Leviathan and Farmhand in the same night. I was getting that that two team on two separate books. Uh, I love both those books. They make me laugh, and yet the this, the concept is creepy, and the art is amazing and also very creepy and vivid. 
Uh, up next, we have uh, 1975, number one. This is Joe Casey and Ian uh, McEwen. Uh, meet Pamela Evans, much more than a typical Manhattan cab driver. She also happens to be a badass monster fighter who wields an enchanted tire iron. Welcome to the year of her grace adventure. Joe Casey and Ian uh, McEwen team up for the 1975 modern mythology for a new generation. Uh, Garrett, is this something that interests you, or is uh, you're not looking to pick up a new book? Nah, it doesn't look good to me. Okay. That's actually was something that actually uh, piqued my interest here. Both of these books, I mean, they're both number ones. They could be great, or they could be something that's dead on arrival, but both of them, for me, at least, uh, have interesting concepts enough. I mean, we talk about it all the time, like, quite doing the same thing over and over, and these two at least have different concepts, so I might check that out, actually. Uh, Oblivion Song by uh, Kirkman and De Felicini, number seven. Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felicini. New story arc. Uh, Garrett, what do you think about uh, Oblivion Song? Moving on to the second arc here. Uh, I really like it. The last issue was incredible. A lot of fun mythology with uh, Nathan and his brother. Oops, spoilers, but hey, if you're not reading the book. Um, But it really is a good book. I think De Felici's art is something unlike anyone else does. So that's definitely worth checking it out. And I think there's enough of new mythology in this book, unlike Walking Dead, that it'll pique your interest. Uh, the Weatherman number four, this is Jody LaHip and Nathan Fox. Every human left alive wants a pizza Nathan Bright, but there's only so much that can go around. Enter the Pearl, a crime lord in the business of making revenge as sweet as possible. And death that lasts forever. Alex, what do you think about the weatherman? Uh, I love one. I'm biased. I love the weatherman because it reminds me of me. I haven't gone through nearly the amount of shit that this main character has. But I, I tell Marvin. I, I thought Marvin was going to read it. Maybe he hasn't. Uh, you know, attack him on Twitter. Tell him, hey, read this book. Alex knows what's good. I think you guys should be reading this book. If you're not, I, I think you're missing out. This is kind of one of those weird ass um, stories. But kind of like that, the hope for Cemetery Beach would be it's not your usual story. So it's, I, it's interesting. Seeds number two. This is Anderson and David Aha. Speaking of uh, bugs, Alex, how's the seeds going? The seeds coming out this week? Yeah, it says right there. Holy shit. Uh, you know what? I don't even know. It, it, it's good, but it was weird. Like the first issue, I'm not sure what I had read. Oh. With that David I didn't say it was bad. I said it was no, weird. I didn't say anything. I heard your, <laughs> your uh, weirdest must have, must have been that laugh. bug. Must have been that bug. <laughs> now, this was a girlish laugh that I heard. <clears throat> it's good, but I just don't know where the story's going. But that David Aha art is phenomenal. That even if I wanted to drop this book, I don't think I could. For the fact that I've missed Aha. So by all means, bring this book. I need to see it. Uh, DC Comics Catwoman number three. This is Joel Jones and Joel Jones, the secret shot caller, who's been barring Catwoman's MO for a series of crimes, steps out of the shadows in this issue, and her secret origin is unlike anything Selena's run into before. Meanwhile, the police close in on Catwoman as well, as they believe she killed a cop during one of the crimes she's been framed for. With nowhere to go and no one to turn to, Catwoman's running out of her nine lives fast. Uh, Gary, what do you think Catwoman with Joelle Jones? You know, I'm really loving the art. Um, I'm starting to get a little bored of the story. I think um, I think the first issue was strong. 
second issue was carrying off the first issue, but I'm just not really excited going into this third issue because it's like, what's the purpose of the series? I mean, I, I love Joelle Jones. I think she's a great talent, but I, I just don't understand what story she's trying to tell. And it might be too early to know, but I think that uh, I need a little bit more in this book. <laughs> Detective Comics 988, this is James Robinson and Steven Saguva. Uh, kicking off an arc guest written by James Robinson with art by rising star Steven Sagovia. It looks like the kind of murder case too ordinary to draw the attention of Batman, but once the world's great detective gets involved, the identity of the victim completely unravels and leads to the conspiracy among some of the darkest night's strangest foes. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Are you going to push through this uh, Gene Travis and Arik, or are you going to pick this up? I mean, or just no, I, I'm, I'm going to drop this. I've seen that he's at least writing for the next six or seven issues. I'm not willing to spend that money to get a book that I don't think is going to be well-written. So I am officially off uh, DC com- or detective comics. Uh, Flash number 54, Josh and Williamson, uh, Christian Deuce. The Flash is now the strongest man to lie thanks to the jolt for one of the new forces, turning his jacked upsides to Trickster, the two, duke it out inside Iron Heights for utter supremacy. Will anyone stop these two behemoths from beating the hell out of each other? Or is this just what Warden Wolf wants? Uh, Alex, I mean, excuse me, Garrett, what do you think of uh, The Flash, the strongest man alive? Well, I read the last issue, and I thought it was good. Um, Another book that I'm just kind of getting frustrated with, because it's coming off of what's happening in Justice League right now. Um, And I just don't, I don't enjoy that there's like a bunch of different forces in this book now. There's Still Force, Speed Force, Strength Force, Entropy Force. There's all these forces. And I'm just like, what's going on? And now, like in Justice League, the comic... Flash is trying to deal deal with the still force, but in his own comic right now, he's dealing with the strength force. And so I'm just like, why? I don't know. I don't like that part of it, but I think the interaction with Barry Allen and uh, the future Captain Cold is a lot of fun. Cause like, you know, usually Captain Cold's a bad guy and I guess he's like Sergeant Cold or whatever his commander. commander Cold. That's what it is. Um, and you know, Trickster has had, pretty tough go of it lately so for him to get super strength that's pretty cool but yeah i'm not liking all this different force stuff i think it's kind of boring so i do like the characters but i think the plot right now is just why well i think that makes me sad to hear that you're right and justice league is doing its own little thing with all these characters and i know that the the logic part of me is like well why don't these other books like flash or batman at least mention these things so at least they kind of feel like they're in the same storyline, but they're not. That bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. Plastic Man number four or six, Gail Simone, Andrea Mello. Uh, Alex, how's the Plastic Man going so far? I love Plastic Man. And I realize I'm being a little biased. I, I blind bought this for Gail Simone, but I think that woman knows how to write a good book. And especially like a six-issue run, like when she did Crosswind, that was a great six-issue you know, set. I know that it'll come back. Plastic Man just adds that more love for me in Terrifics because I didn't know a lot about him. I'd heard of him. But this book just makes me enjoy that character and enjoy the way he makes jokes and just how he's developed is great. That book is so great. Uh, It's funny, great art, great story, worth reading. 
gosh, I wish it was an ongoing, but hey, I'll take the six issues because it's been a fun ride. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 26, Scott Liddell and Pete Woods. Uh, Jason Todd's about to take his uh, vigilante game to a whole new level. His partners, Bizarro and Artemis, gone. His mentor, Batman, out. His base of operations, Gotham City, abandoned. Cast out and alone, Red Hood embarks on a bold, brutal new mission. With a new costume, new weapons, and a new plan to punish evildoers across the DCU. Plus, Pete Woods of Justice League uh, joins writer Scott Bledel for us. A new era begins. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? We had a new artist here uh, because um, the uh, Dexter Soy is going over to uh, Batman and the Outsiders. Now we have Red Hood the, Red Hood, the Outlaw uh, by himself here. What do you think? Uh, so excited. Uh, the annual and everything leading up to this point, we're going to get probably the best iteration of Jason Todd that's been around in a long time. Um, and what I mean better, I don't mean in a heroish, like good person way. I just mean in Jason Todd's max capacity to be a fucking badass. So, uh, he's about to go on a quest for revenge and it's going to be so much fun. I, I can't wait to see what happens out of this. Cause I know it's just going to be pure adrenaline and yeah, I can't wait to read this. Scooby Apocalypse number 29. This is uh, Keith Giffen, JD, JM Domanis, and Pat Olaf. Uh, Garrett, how's uh, Scooby Apocalypse going? This is a book I really love. I can't believe it's still going. I'm loving every issue that comes out. Uh, they're about to do something very dirty in this upcoming issue. Uh, it might have something to do with a deceased member of the Scooby gang. Uh, it's pretty horrible that they have to get uh, tortured by that. But uh, I just. I'm so amazed of all the things that have happened so far in this book. And, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that it's still kicking around, but it's, it's still awesome. Daphne's a badass. Um, well, spoilers, Shaggy and Velma are dating, uh, Scooby has like a new best friend. And then we got Scrappy is kind of like a mercenary. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, sideways number uh, eight, this is Dan Dio and Kenneth Rocket Fort. Uh, is anybody talking to sideways? Uh, when Sideways leads the seven soldiers into the dark multiverse to find them missing Manhattan Guardian, the whole trip goes sideways. Zing. When our heroes get separated from the group, becomes lost in this nightmarish realm, and just like the peculiar teenager, Sideways won't stop and ask for directions. So now he's trapped in the land of Paris, ruled by dark beasts and populated by weird Superman-esque creatures. Like Porcupine, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Garrett, this sounds right up your alley. Uh, it's a really good book. Um, the last issue, um, the last couple issues have been depressing, actually, because something happens to somebody close to uh, the main character. So, um, yeah, it's a fun book. I like Sideways. You know, I know that Rockford doesn't draw every issue, but I think the story's still really great. Um, it is the DC equivalent of Spider-Man, and it is it is cool. Um, excited to dive more into this book. Uh, seeing Jimmy Olsen get any kind of credit in any kind of DC book uh, this day and age is a treat, so I can't wait. Uh, Supergirl number 22, Mark Andrago and Kevin Aguirre. Uh, Garrett, you've been reading Supergirl right, lately, right? Yep, I have How's since the last issue. Uh, it's really good. I think that... Uh, you know, I'm glad that she's not donning this that stupid costume. I think she's going to eventually, but the black costume or whatever, I think she looks better in her traditional Superman costume. 
Um, it's fun her teaming up with Crypto because that's the best dog in the entire planet. So and universe. So why not have him as a sidekick? Um, you know, again, it is f- focused very heavily about Rogel Czar, which is the worst thing to happen to Superman comics in the last decade. Um, but I think that uh, at least he, uh, Kevin McGuire and Mark Andreco get this character and they are giving out a story worth reading. Speaking of Rogel Czar, uh, Superman number three, Brian Michael Bendis, Joe Prado and Ivan Rice. Uh, guest starring the Justice League, locked inside the Phantom Zone, the Earth stands poisoned, and its heroes lie dying. With no idea how to escape the deadly Kryptonian trap, but even a deadlier threat invades as Rogozar teams with those who have been imprisoned inside the Phantom Zone to use Earth to escape, not caring if they destroy the planet to do it. Uh, Garrett, how's Superman going? Holy shit, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Dude, Superman sucks right now. Like, that book is not fun. I can't wait till they're done with this Rogels are bullshit. It probably won't be for a long time. Um, it's just not good. And I don't get how the same man can write action comics, which is amazing. But when he's over here on Superman, it's just god-awful and so boring. Like, I, it's just... You know, remember Superman number one by George, like with the art by George Perez from New 52 with all those word bubbles? Like, it's about the same amount, and it just is not fun. I think my, sorry, my concern is that you said the Justice League was going to be in this issue. I really hope that Bendis maybe figured out a different way to write those characters than how he wrote The Flash, because I have a feeling if The Flash shows up, you're going to be reading another cockapoo-poo line. <laughs> oh, God. And it's just, you really, you're going to want to burn that issue and then have to buy another one because you're so upset that you burnt your first one. I swear he watched Justice League and he's like, that's who Barry Allen is. It's like, you're dumb. <laughs> you're dumb. Wild Storm Michael Cray, number 11, Brian Hill and Stephen Harris, Dexter Vines. What's the price for keeping death inside your mind from Michael Cray? It could be the lives of anyone who cares about him and his sanity. As Michael is drawn closer to the truth of the consciousness living inside him, the brutal desires of Diana Price threaten the entire world. After this long night in London, Michael Cray will either face the power inside him or succumb to its will. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Michael Cray, we are on the penultimate issue. I have a confession. I don't think I've read even the last, at least the last issue I know. I got kind of bored with all the Wonder Woman and uh, Hellblazer being in it that I kind of dialed down on how quick I read that book. So I don't know if I'm actually excited for this or if I'm just kind of ready for it to end. I'm actually leaning more towards I'm just ready for the book to be done. Gary, are you caught up with this? Yes, I am. And I got to say one thing, and that's that you're crazy. This book is fucking insane and awesome. Like Wonder Woman, badass, and John Constantine, he's crazier than the Joker right now. And in the middle of that, okay, I'm going to say that Michael Cray is kind of being sidelined in his own book for John Constantine and Wonder Woman right now. Um, but still, it's an amazing read. The art is really great. I think Brian Hill's killing it. And I just, wow, I can't believe there's only two issues left. Uh, Marvel Comics, here we go. Amazing Spider-Man number five. This is Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley. Uh, Alex, Spider-Man's all the talk of the town. He's got his own game out right now. What do you think about the comic? Uh, I've enjoyed the comic. I think Nick Spencer actually does a very good job writing this character. I was a little weary about the first issue. It seemed really wordy. Uh, two, three, and I haven't read four. 
but I'm excited to get into four. I look at this cover for issue five and I'm just, I, I almost wish I would have caught up because I'm so excited to read Spider-Man. And like you said, the PS4 just released uh, Spider-Man and I uh, don't have it, want to get it. Uh, I'm, I'm in the Spider-Man craze right now, so I'm actually even more disappointed that I'm behind. Domino number uh, six of six, Alex? Is that right? No, no. Oh. I believe this actually is an ongoing book. Okay, it originally was going to be a miniseries, but now I guess they uh, made it ongoing. Gail Simone, Michael Shelfer, uh, Keller Instincts concludes. So it's the end of the arc here. Uh, Alex, what do you think? How's uh, Domino been? It's it's good. Um, I think if I didn't like Gail Simone so much, this would have been a book I probably would have dropped at issue three. It's got fun parts to it, and I think Domino's an interesting character, but it's just kind of was beat, it's beating the same thing over and over again. I mean, Shang Chi is art. Yeah, is it Shang Chi? No, that's his what? name. Yeah, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Am I right? Okay, he's in the he's in the book, which is exciting, or at least it was in the one issue that I've. I don't know. I think I'm on issue four. I think I'm behind by an issue actually. Anyway, it's been good, but it's not as uh, top notch as I was. Uh, as I was expecting. Fantastic Four, number two, Dan Slott, Sarah Pacelli. Wish you were here. What have Reed, Sue, and the kids been up to all this time? What adventures have they been on? What strange new friends have they found along the way? What deadly new enemies have they made? What are Frank and Valera's new code names? All these questions will be answered just in time for entire universes to die. The return of Marvel's first family keeps getting more and more tense. Don't miss a single moment from the world's greatest comic magazine. Uh, Garrett, what do you think of uh, the return of Fantastic Four? Well, I'll be excited to actually see the Fantastic Four this issue. So that'll be a, a heads up. Um, I did enjoy issue one. But it was a lot of buildup for not a lot of payoff. So hoping this will be the payoff that we'll get. Um, so I don't really have, I don't even know what to say about it because I really don't know anything yet. Because uh, I thought I knew stuff going in issue one, and I was completely wrong because Fantastic Four wasn't even in it. So I don't even know they're going to be in this one, Garrett. They're I don't. About- they could. They might not make it till issue three. Who knows? So I, I don't know. This is one of those books that I want to be excited for, but with uh, slot writing it, I don't know how much inspiration and excitement i have for this book i didn't care for issue one so i guess we'll see if issue two picks me up or not it might just be like screw you alex drop it uh to be uh the uh not to be the opposing voice but i did actually really enjoy issue one so i think i'm on the opposite but also like i bring a lot of uh bias to that because i enjoy that team so i mean the not the creative team the actual people in that book so oh i like i like the character team I just don't think that the writer team, the writing team necessarily is the best choice. Iceman number one. This is Cena Grace, Nathan Stockman. Uh, one of five, a little mini series for Iceman. So if you're looking for a new, uh, cool uh, book to get into. It's Iceman number one. There you go. Uh, Old Man Logan, number 47, Ed Brisson, Damian Chuquero, Andrea Sorrentino on the cover. The creature from the blackness of space. What is it? And what does it do with Logan? The Marvel's newest alien menace is on the loose and ready to start a rampage. Um, Garrett, what do you think? I mean, Alex, what do you think of uh, Old Man Logan number uh, 47? You know, 46 was okay. We're getting past the the excitement I have for Old Man Logan. I think a part of it is that I know 
young man Logan is alive and that he's going to be coming back here starting, I think, next week. I could be wrong. It is next week. Before. Is it? Okay. That I'm more actually more excited for that book than I am for Old Man Logan. I'm just kind of ready for him to Old Man Die Logan, which I have a feeling will be coming up here shortly too. Um, I don't know. This book is just it's getting to be spinning its wheels. We're getting past the excitement of this character coming back, so we need to move on to something else. Star Wars Starfighter number twenty one, Charles Soule, uh, Jacepsi Kamikoli, and uh, Leah Bonetti on the cover. Fortress Vader Part Three. Uh, Garrett, what do we think of uh, Darth Vader uh, spreading the fire Caesar? I've always loved this book. I think this story arc has been a lot of fun because, you know, the book is about Darth Vader, but you don't see his uh, machinations until uh, you get into an arc that's like focused on his castle, his, uh, you know, his rise to power. So this one has been especially fun because there's just a little more adrenaline going into it. And, you know, that fortress you saw in Rogue One, uh, they go to, that's that's the fortress they're talking about. So, excited. Uh, it's Marvel Comics. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, Dynamite, Nancy Jr. number four, Kelly Thompson, Gene St. Ongent. Um, have we all been keeping up this? I fell behind on this. Anybody else? Uh, I'm caught up. You are caught up? How's Nancy Jr.? Uh, it's as great. I know you guys have read issue one, and it's just as great. Uh, Kelly Thompson knows how to write a female heroine. Um, she knows how to write the Hardy Boys. She knows how to add enough intrigue and mystery into this book that makes it really fun, but still not too complicated that anybody couldn't follow it. So, but, uh, but really fun reading. Just for the audience, I haven't, I haven't not caught up with it just out of interest. I actually am really interested in this. It just that uh, for a while. Our uh, shop didn't have it, but now I've been switched to more to digital, so I am going to go back. And that cover is fantastic, by the way. I looked at that yeah, cover and I was just like, that's a great cover. So uh, makes me want to get back into it, and I will. Uh, Low Road to West, uh, go ahead, Alex. Honestly, I've, I've dropped the book, not because I don't want it, but like what Marvin said, haven't been able to find the issue covers that I want, so I just thought, eh, screw it. I got too much as it is. Uh, Load Road to West, number one of five, Philip Kennedy Johnson and Flavorino for on the art. Eisner award-winning nominated writer Philip Kennedy Johnson, The Power of the Dark Crystal Aquaman, and artist uh, Favoriano, American Grayson, presents a brand-new limited series in the aftermath of the first nuclear strike that has left the East Coast uninhabitable. Five teenagers are being sent west away from the wreckage that was once their home. Halfway through the Oklahoma Dust Bowl, the shuffle that promised safety has broken down, stranding them in the middle of nowhere with only one another to count on. Their only hope seems to be a town just on the edge of the horizon, but as closer they get, stranger things become. They want to survive. They will have to learn to trust one another, and with society crumbling around them, trust does not come easily. Their only hope seems to be a town. Oh, wait, that's the same line. So you put in there twice. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to bring this up because that, that cover really does kind of grab you, the style, and it sounds pretty, like I was talking about before, this actually sounds like a unique kind of storyline, and uh I am really looking for things that are kind of just like these people. Like, even though it says strange things might be going, I'm not sure what's going to be, but it does sound intriguing enough to to uh, test out. And Boom's been great about their original series lately, so this is one that piqued my interest. Um, Alex, what do you think? What it looks like your pick this week? Uh, my pick is going to be Farmhand number three. I've loved issue one, issue two, even increased my love for the book. So I am super excited to get into issue three. 
And I know that there's a, at least a five-issue art to come out, so the next two months, I've got something great to read. Uh, Garrett? I'm looking forward to Red Hood and the Outlaws number 26, or I guess Red Hood the Outlaw, because uh, it's going to be a start of a really fun story uh, coming out soon. Uh, you know what? I'm looking through this list here, and there's a lot of stuff on this list, but there's not really something that really grabs me. But I do keep kind of going back to, out of curiosity, uh, Cemetery Beach number one of seven, Warren Ellis. That cover is really great. Uh, so I think I'm going to check it out just to see what we're what it's going to be like and if uh, that's something we I can read the whole seven of. Um, but I really do love that cover. Design-wise, it's really great. So, uh, Alex, the weather outside, it's been, you know what? It's actually been kind of chill. We get into that fall weather. Uh, no more uh, really hot weather anymore. Even sometimes I turn on that heater when I go to work in the morning. Then afternoon, obviously, you switch to the air conditioning. Uh, when are we going to hit the uh, – when do the leaves start changing? Well, I'll tell you what. The leaves are already starting to change. You know what? The weird thing is once we hit September, we're all, we're out of meteorological summer. We're getting into fall weather, so the leaves are already changing. The trees are getting ready to hibernate for these, the, I was say the summer. The winter. Snow will be falling soon, but first got to get to fall, and that's September 23rd, first official day of fall. You guys, you guys got good things to look forward to. Hot chocolate, sweatshirts, get cozy. That's the time we're getting to. We shouldn't have any too, more, too many more hot days. Yeah, it gets a little warm during the day, but in the morning when I take my dog at a walk at 5 in the morning, it is nice and cool. You can almost see your breath. Uh, weatherman, I got to say, though, the next couple of days are going to be super hot, though. Doubt it. They're gonna. It's high of eighty-five. Low yeah, of sixty-five. In the day. I'm I'm up in the morning, and then I work all day, so I don't know what it's like outside. <laughs> you uh, think you think it's gonna I be ball stick your thigh hot, man? Garrett, Doubt it. How does it affect the roads with that kind of uh, temperature swing? Uh, you know your uh, your tires might melt into the concrete because it's Holy gonna be uh, it's gonna be a heat wave. Um, so you might want to bike. Well, you can't even bike. You might as well make sure you're wearing white sneakers and just sprint to your comic shop, or you just stay home and purchase online because uh, otherwise your shoes will melt. So you don't want that. Uh, but as far as those potholes are concerned, hey, maybe someone will drive over it and their tire will melt in that hole and fill it. So win-win. Okay, I don't want to ever go outside in your world because it's horrible. <laughs> Uh, Alex brought up a good point. We're 13 days to fall. Fall is my favorite uh, season of the four. Um, it, now we got, what do we got? We got some pumpkin. We got some sweaters. We got a nice, you know, you settle in with a cup of coffee. You see the leaves change. They fall down to the floor, hence the season name. Uh, Alex, what's your favorite thing about fall? Uh, mainly because my birthday is the first day of fall. So right there, uh, a solid win. Happy birthday. Secondly, I Alex P. 23. You know it. But more importantly, my favorite thing actually is just the cool weather. I am not a, I don't do the heat very well. So summer is like the worst. And winter is almost too cold, even though I just go out without my coat on anyway, just to cool off. But fall is the best. I love the sweatshirts. You got football going on. Oh, man. I am so excited. You can have a nice tea in the morning. It doesn't feel like you're making yourself too hot when you, it kind of warms up a little bit. No, just enough. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Is uh, fall your first season? It is actually my favorite season. And, uh, you know, the first thing would have to be anything pumpkin related, starting with pumpkin pie. Uh, but, you know, pumpkin beer is not bad either. Um, but my second thing is Halloween, of course. The, one of the best holidays of the year. 
Yeah, Halloween coming up. But also, I've, there's two things about fall that uh, I think our audience would be also interested in. Uh, one is if you go over to our Twitter page and Facebook, uh, you can actually buy a sweater, uh, Wednesday Comics, that has our face on it. And you can wear that on that nice, uh, cool weather, right, Alex? You can go out there, put a little hoodie on, uh, keep yourself warm. And another thing is Supercon 2018, Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. We'll be there on the 28th at 8 p.m., a two-hour show, Wednesday Comics. Make sure you buy your tickets at supercon.com and come see us live in person. We will be there with uh, shenanigans and uh, who knows? I might be drinking tea. You know, it's, it's going to be kind of, it might be cool in that room. We don't know. We don't know temperature. Uh, inside, it gets kind of wonky during the fall. People don't know if they put on the heat or the air conditioning. It's either going to be cold or hot, but I'll tell you something. That show's going to be hot, baby. We're going to be up there and uh, giving you uh, one for the uh, throne for the ages. And, uh, I'll tell you what, though. We're not going to fall. We're going to rise. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everybody. Stay cozy. Keep reading those books. <laughs>